0: I want you to go with me to the book of Mark chapter 11, the gospel of Mark chapter 11. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word, your word, is spirit and life. And Lord, as we approach your word today, we thank you that you will speak to each one. Your word will come alive in this place for it is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit, the joint and the marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. May your word come alive here today. Make my tongue like the pen of a ready writer that I might declare your word in this place. We give you the honor and the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Have you found the book of Mark chapter 11? We're going to read verse 12 to 14 and then we skip to verse 20 and we'll read all the way to 24 and then we skip to verse 27 and read to verse 28. It says, Now the next day, When they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. I won't say he was hungry. hungry. The humanity and the divinity of Christ has been debated for a very long time. Look up at me. It's important we understand. I'll keep reading, but it's important we understand that when Jesus was here on earth for 33 and a half years, He was here as 100% man and 100% God. This is something that was debated and it's being debated till today. Was he 100% divinity? Was he 100% humanity? But I submit to you, based on the study... That we have done, and based on what the Bible tells us, that when he was here, He was 100% divinity and 100% humanity. How possible is that? Well, nothing is impossible with God. And the reason I bring that up is because you've got to understand, when the Bible says that Jesus was hungry, the question you ask yourself is, does God get hungry? At one time, the Bible says, He said to them, Let us go over to the other side. And while they were in the boat, crossing over to the other side, Jesus was asleep. You know that God never sleeps. Because if God went to sleep for one minute, something bad is going to happen. He was hungry. He was asleep. And at one time, standing before the tomb of Lazarus, the Bible says Jesus wept. Does God weep? Does God get hungry? Does God go to sleep? Does God get tired? When we begin to read things like this in the Bible, it reveals to us the humanity of Christ. Because if we say that he came and operated as 100% God and 100% divinity without humanity, that would mean that he did not qualify to save men. He did not operate upon the earth as God. He operated upon the earth as a man anointed. Acts 10.38, how God? anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. It was by the anointing of the Holy Spirit that he accomplished everything he accomplished in his three and a half years of earthly ministry. This is very important, we understand. Because if he just showed up on earth to operate like God, divinity, then there was no need for him to come. He should have stayed up in heaven and just commend our salvation. But that's not what he did. Men lost the place as men. And Jesus had to come as a man to save men. Come on now, say amen. Amen. So that's what the Bible tells us here, because the Bible is revealing to us the humanity of Christ. It says he was hungry. And people are still contesting this today. The church at some point in history was split in two. Some believed that he was just 100% divinity, and others believed that he was 100% divinity and at the same time 100% humanity. He took on flesh, he became like you and I, but did not do what we do. In the sense of, as humans, people get tempted and the fall. But Jesus was tempted in every area, but he did not sin. Can someone say amen? amen. That is the reason why he is able to save to the uttermost those who call upon him in faith. He understands what people go through. He understands the temptations that you go through. And he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. But even when the temptation comes, the Bible says he's going to make a way of escape for you. Come on now, say amen. Amen. So he knows us. Someone say he he knows me. Because he came to earth, he walked upon the earth, and he was faced with the same situations that we are faced with every day. But he overcame all of them. And because he overcame all of them, he can also enable us by his spirit to overcome everything that comes against us. Can someone shout amen? Amen. So we see here that he was hungry. Now look at the next thing here. It says, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. Everyone say he found nothing but leaves. Now what was he looking for? He was looking for fruit. He wasn't looking for leaves. This is basically the way some Christians are. Or I call them some church goers. They have leaves but no fruit. They have learned how to sing our songs, but they have no character. Don't get quiet now. They've they've learned how to pray our prayers, but they've got no character. The Bible says you know them by their fruit. You don't know them by their leaves. You know them by their fruit. They've learned how to lift their hands as we do. Some people have actually learned how to speak in tongues, but they are not filled with the Holy Ghost. This is so true. Some speak in tongues, but they don't have the Holy Ghost. Because they have learned the ways of the Christian. They've learned the way to pray. They've learned the way to worship. They can even sing in the choir. They can even work in the church. Some are even pastors, but they are not born again. The Bible says if a man is in Christ, the man is a new creature. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Come on now, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. But some have learned the way it's done. That's why I've told people many times, that God does not have grandchildren. The fact that you were born in church does not mean you are eligible to go to heaven. The fact that your father or your mother is a minister of the gospel is not a guarantee. The fact that you've been here for 20 years or you've been here for 15 years is not a guarantee. As long as I live, say that God, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And until that happens, you are Are not saved. They look like leaves, but they've got no fruit. They lift their hands and, and wave their hands, and we lay hands on them, they fall out and cry, but they've got no fruit. They even claim that the Holy Ghost is touching them, and I don't have any doubt in my heart that the Holy Ghost is touching them, but they have no fruit. It is not enough to call yourself a Christian. By their fruit, you would know them. Amen. Amen. Jesus was looking for fruit, not for leaves. And you, you look at some people, all you see are leaves. You don't see fruit. It is time for us to see fruit. And the fruit that we want to see can only happen in your life when you surrender your life to Jesus. Some have learned the way things are done because they've been in the church for a very long time. Some have learned the way to talk, they have their Christian ease. Praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, I feel it. But leaves. No fruit. No fruit. But leaves. That's why there's still this double life. One life in church. One life outside church. Galatians, I believe it's chapter 2. In verse 20, Paul writes, he says, I have been crucified with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. In other words, I am dead. That amen is weak. If you have been crucified with Christ... It means you are dead. But it goes further to say, nevertheless, I leave. Now, how can you say you are dead and then you are leaving? I'm dead. I've been crucified with Christ, but I leave. But let me explain what he's trying to say. The old one is crucified. The one who lives right now is Christ. Amen. Come on, now, shout amen. amen. In other words, the character and the nature of Christ is what I possess. Amen. The old man has been crucified. The old man is, has been taken out of the way. The old man does not run this life anymore. It is the life of Jesus that I carry. Amen. Nevertheless, I live yet not I that live but Christ. Lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith. Of the son of God. Who died and gave himself for me. Come on now shout amen. Amen. If you have been crucified. It means you're dead. And if you're dead. You cannot react. But why all the strife. Why all the jealousy? Why all the anger and rage? Why all the offense? Why all the unforgiveness? I've been crucified. If you've been crucified, you shouldn't have any of those. Mmm. If you've ever seen a corpse, and I've said this before, I this illustration, I want to use it again. And I'm not saying you should do this, but just think with me. Imagine a corpse lying there. You smack it. Will it respond? No. This section, you're not talking to me. <laughs> because I'm preaching to you, that's why you're not talking to me. You smack the cops. You hit the corpse. Will the cops respond? Why does it not respond? Because it's dead. It cannot respond. It does not have the ability to respond. Because the corpse is dead. Dead bodies don't bite. But we have people today. Shondai, Rondai, Mondorado, Hallelujah, I feel something. Holy Ghost is on me. The Christian life is real. It's not learned. You can learn to be a Christian. If you are not one, you are not one. It's real. You don't learn it. You don't learn it. You don't learn how to be a Christian. You are a Christian or you are not. How do you know a mango tree? By the fruit on the mango tree. How do you know an apple tree? By the fruit on the tree. Come on now say amen. Amen. You know a tree by its fruit. And and the Bible says a good tree. Does not produce bad fruit. Does not. Will not. Cannot. Cannot. Produce bad fruit. Cannot. Neither. Can a bad tree. Produce. Good. Fruit. I'm not here to beat you up. Wear a smile on your face. Because I'm here to help you. Jesus was looking for fruit, not leaves. And I I can actually present this this way. Listen. Some people are very talented but no character. They are like leaves. They have all the leaves. You look at them. My God, they look like the best thing since sliced bread. When they open their mouths and talk, you say, Well, that guy that guy is the next Billy Graham. When you open your mouth and sing, my God, that guy is the next whoever. Listen to me. 100 times, 100 times, I'll take a man or a woman with character without gift. Over a man with gift and no character. 100 times. I'll take a man with character. Over a man with gifts. Because a man with gifts. With no character. Is a time bomb. They're going to explode. And when they explode it's going to be a big explosion. And when they explode, unfortunately, they're going to ruin a lot of things. When they explode, unfortunately, they're going to affect so many. Many will fall away because of their explosion. I'll take a man with no gift, but a man of integrity. No gift, but a man that keeps his word. No gift but a man who says, I'll be there at 10, and he will be there at 10. Amen. No gift but a man who knows how to love his wife and take care of his family. Amen. No gift but a woman who lives pure a pure life. Yes. No gift but a young girl who lives pure. And when others are mocking and you call you a virgin, she say, yes, I am a virgin. To God be the glory. I'll take that person 100 times over the people with all kinds of gifts and all kinds of abilities, but no character. Thank you. 100 times. Jesus is not looking for leaves. Jesus is looking for fruit. Jesus is not looking for your talent. Jesus is looking for your character. And this is the problem we have in the church. And when I say the church, I'm speaking about the church in general. This is the problem we have in the body of Christ. Many in leadership, many in positions in the body of Christ who do not have the character it takes to stay there. But they are well gifted. They sing great, but no character, but they are worship leaders. They preach great, but no character. But they are pastors. They have ability and skill. And so they are administrators, but no character. Sunday school teachers, but no character. All kinds of craziness that's happening. And people say, God understands. God understands. Understands what? God understands that you are a child of the living God. God understands that if you are a child of God, then let the character of Christ in you come forth. Let the fruit of the Spirit be cultivated in your life and live a life that brings God glory so that when you walk into a place, people will say there's something different about you. You don't talk like everyone else. You don't act like everyone else. You don't watch their movies and listen, people, We've got to separate ourselves from the filthiness of the world. Let those that name the name of God depart from iniquity. Depart from evil. Come out from among them and be different. Come out from among them and be separate. Purge yourself and I will receive you. And you shall be a son to me and I shall be a father unto you. Come on now, say amen. Amen. Don't be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. For what has light got to do with darkness? What has Christ got to do with Belial? What has the kingdom of God got to do with the kingdom of the devil? Pastor, don't you understand we want to win them, so we have to behave like them? (laughs) You, You don't jump into a well... To bring out somebody who is in the well. You stand out and put a rope down. To help them come out. If you are not saying amen. Then you know you are the one I am talking to. (laughs) Blessed is the man. That does not work in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Do you see the progression? Do you see the progression? The man who does not work, they start by working in the counsel of the ungodly. And then they stand in the way of sinners. And then they say, listen, guys, let's just do it. Let's really do it. And they sit. They they now relax and enjoy it. Let's just do it. We are called to be different. I say we are called to be different. I said, we're called to be different. Amen. Tell your neighbor you're called to be different. To be different. Praise God. Amen. See, when Jesus comes in, He changes you. You know, he changes. It changes you. It changes everything. The things I love to do, now I don't want to do them. Amen. The places I used to go, I don't go anymore. The way I used to talk, I don't talk anymore. Amen. The way I used to dress Finish it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh Pastor, but but it's trendy. Don't you realise that we are young people? We live in the twenty first century. Have you noticed the wages of sin has not changed even though there is inflation? (laughs) 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 Are you still with me? Yes. Now watch this now. In response, interesting, Jesus said to it, Tell them to stay out until I'm done. In response, Jesus said to eat. Now notice, Jesus said to eat. What is this eat here? The tree. Now, in response, it seems as if the tree had said something to Jesus. How can you respond to something that's not talking to you? In response, meaning that the tree must have communicated something to Jesus. Don't you realize that it would be absurd for someone to see you stand here and you're talking to the guitar? But when you see me talk to Amos, you will not be surprised. Because you will think to yourself, Amos must have said something to me. Is that correct? Notice the English use there is in response. In response to what? In response to the condition. Can I tell you, there are many of you, the circumstances of your life, it's not verbally saying anything to you, but it is there speaking to you. The thing that you faced for months and weeks and years, and it's been there, staring you in the face. It is saying something to you, but not verbally, but it's saying something. But the problem is this. You are being so quiet, you say nothing back to it. And that is the reason why it is still there. You've been expecting pastor to speak to it for you. But you have to speak to it yourself. You've got to respond to that thing. Whatever it is that's in your life that's been holding you back, that's been stopping you from coming into the fullness of what God has for you. And you know what I'm talking about. It is time for you to open your mouth and speak to it. Some of you are being too quiet. You are being too nice. The enemy comes and he tries to push you back and Push you down and, and there you are sleeping. When you're supposed to wake up and stand in your place of divine dominion and authority and speak to it in the name of Jesus. You cancer, you have no place in my body. You live now in the name of Jesus. But you're quiet. Quiet. The troubles of life comes and the enemy tries to push you down. And there you are, quiet. Your circumstance is speaking to you. Your circumstance is saying something to you, but you're not saying something back to it in response. Notice the Bible says, in response. Everyone say, in response. In response. Jesus said to it, let no one eat from you ever again. My God, it is time for you to speak to that thing. I say it's time for you to speak to that thing. It's time for you to speak permanent death over the thing that the enemy has brought into your life. It's time for you to tell that thing, today is the last. You have no place in my life ever again. It is time for you to open your mouth and speak to it. Jesus spoke to it and Jesus said, Let no man eat from you ever again. You are fake. You are not the will of God. You've been taking up space in my life. But today, you will not take up space anymore. I commend you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Die a permanent death and it shall live your life. Come on now, say amen. In response... In response, in response, Jesus said, let no one eat from you ever again. And the Bible says his disciples heard it. His disciples, notice Jesus did not speak to this tree in his mind. For some people think I can deal with this thing in my mind. The attack of the enemy Will not be defeated by thoughts. The attack of the enemy will be defeated by words. Your amen is weak. I'm telling you, the attack, amen. the attack of the enemy will not be defeated by thoughts. You can keep thinking about eat all you want. The enemy is not going to give way. You've got to speak to this thing. You've got to tell it in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. I serve you. Notice, today is your life. The devil comes and tries to mess up your body. The devil comes and tries to mess up your finance. The devil comes and tries to mess up your business. The devil comes and tries to mess up your family. And there you are, keeping quiet instead of speaking to it. Speak to this thing. Tell it to leave. This is not positive confession. This is kingdom dominion. When you gave your life to Christ, you came into dominion. When you open your mouth and speak in faith and in authority, all of heaven backs you. Come on, say amen. 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 You've got to speak. Speak to this thing. Let no one eat from you ever again. You've been standing in this position for a long time. And I've caught you. From this day forward, nobody shall eat fruit from you. What is that thing that's been in your life? It's just been there. It's just been there. It's just, you've cried. You've, uh, you've talked to friends about it. Stop crying. Take your place of kingdom dominion and speak. I said, take your place of kingdom dominion and speak. Stop crying. Stop complaining. Stop telling everyone who cares to hear. The more you talk about it, the more you magnify it. The Bible does not say talk about it. Jesus did not talk about this. In actual fact, Jesus spoke to it. And the Bible says when he did, the disciples heard what Jesus said. It is time for people to hear what you say. For faith is not just in your heart. Faith must be in your heart and faith must come out of your mouth. Can't just say, I believe, I believe, I believe. It's, It's okay to believe. But do you understand that the saying part of faith... It's what's lacking. The believing part of faith, where I believe with my heart, I ask you today, do you believe? Everyone will say yes. But what do you believe? It's a different story. It's what you believe that you say. My God, people say they believe, but when they open their mouth and speak, you can tell they don't believe. It's easy for everyone to say, I believe. But when the going gets tough, we know who believes. You hear people talk, you can tell. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. My son, protect your heart with all diligence. Protect your heart. Make sure that unbelief and doubt is not coming in. Because if it does, that's what you will speak. And when the going is great and everyone is laughing and and talking about how good God is, you don't know who is in faith and who is not in faith. Oh my God, when all hell breaks loose and things become tough and it seems as if the enemy is pushing back at you, then we know who is in faith because it is what you carry on the inside of you that will come out of your mouth. Come on now, say amen. amen. Look at this. In response, Jesus said, let no one eat of you anymore and No one should eat fruit from you again. The disciples heard it. What did they hear? What did they hear? What Jesus said. My friend, what do people hear about from your mouth? Those that that come around you on a daily basis, weekly, what do they hear you say? We cannot make it. This month has been tough. Husbands and wives get together at home and they talk negative, negative, negative. They talk negative. They talk unbelief and doubt. I've, I've talked to some people in this nation, and oh, Pastor Godwell, you know life is hard here. Pastor Godwell, we're pushing it. Pastor Godwell, we're we're managing. But you don't you understand? No, I don't understand. As you're talking doubt and unbelief, and I don't want to understand doubt and unbelief. But, Pastor God, well, we're just going to confess positively. This is not positive confession, this is kingdom dominion. Hallelujah. What I'm preaching today is not positive confession. If you want to hear positive confession, you can go to like you know, seminars where you have motivational speakers, they know what to tell you, they can give you 12 things to confess every day to have a great life. That's not what I'm teaching here today. Twelve points for your best life today. Twenty-five keys to succeed. Fifty nuggets. I'm not here to give you fifty nuggets. This is kingdom dominion in action. This is telling the problems of life, you don't come near me. This is telling this thing that's been in your life for weeks and months and years, it's time to leave. And and today is the day. For faith is now. Not tomorrow. Not next month. Not next week. And the problem is people tend to push it forward. And they push it to next week and next month. One day in the sweet by and by. Everything will work well for me. No. You don't push it to next month. Faith is now. Now faith is. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is now. Look at verse 20. Now in the morning, I want to say in the morning. (laughs) As they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. In the morning, the next day. Notice, Jesus, my God, Jesus was awesome. He just saw this tree, no figs, but leaves. He said, nobody eats of you again. They heard him and he just walked on. And when it comes to the usage of faith, we we have to believe that what we're saying will come to pass in Jesus' name. And one of the ways I know people don't believe is, they think, look look at me now. Some people think when they squeeze their face, that's when power is released. (laughs) I will, it is not in the squeezing of the face. It is in the dominion you carry. And some think the more, if I shout. (laughs) By strength shall no man prevail. The race is not to the swift. The battle is not for the strong. It's not all this acrobatics. You look at some people. It's acrobatics. And they finish the acrobatics. They're tired. They're worn out. But there's no victory. If there is faith in your heart, you will speak with boldness and authority. Amen. Let me say this to you. hundred times, over a hundred times, I will pick authority over power. Someone said, what's the difference? It's a big difference. You can stand in front of the train and stop it. Uh, with your power. But I don't need to do that if I have authority. I just come in my uniform, and when the driver sees me, I lift my hand, he stops. That's authority. (laughs) I'll pick authority, I'll pick authority over power. Stop, yeah, I'll stop. The policeman on the street has authority, not power, authority. So when you know your authority in Christ Jesus, you don't necessarily exert physical strength. Do you know? Do you know that even in in the secular world, in 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 the marketplace, it is said, the higher you go in your office, the less physical work you do. Is this true? Because now you're sitting in the office and just making decisions. But you started out carrying stuff. 20 kilograms. 30 kilograms. But when you get promoted to the position of the MD, you don't carry anymore. Authority. Authority. Is better than power. (laughs) And all you do is sign papers. And give instructions. And when you do, people will obey. Do you know that as a believer in Jesus, you have authority? So when Jesus looked at that fig tree and said to it, He was not fighting. Today I'm going to show you. Oh, wait, let me pray a little bit. I'll come back. You know, when you see some Christians, they meet with someone who has a demon. They have to go on a three-day fast first. You know what I'm talking about? I want to go on a three-day fast because, you know, how this demon, my God, it's going to take a while. So, hey, brother, come back three days later. So they go fast, prepare themselves. You know what? You should be prepared all the time. I say you should be prepared all the time. Amen. And, and watch this. You may not feel like you have authority, but it's not how you feel. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the president might wake up in the morning not really feeling like a president. But that doesn't change the fact. Do you understand what I mean? I said, the president might wake up in the morning not really feeling like a president. Even if the president is sick and he's on the bed in the hospital, he's still the president. As long as he still has breath in his nostrils, his authority is effective. So, Pastor God will, you know... I'm so tired today, my author- I don't feel like I have authority. No. <laughs> tired or not, we are people of authority. We carry kingdom authority. We carry kingdom dominion. And I thought someone would say, praise the Lord. So Jesus saw the fig tree, leaves, no fruit, nobody will ever eat fruit from you again. And he just walked on. That's how to speak. And the disciples heard him. Next day, next morning, they come through the same road. Trust Peter, he can see all things. (laughs) So Peter sees the tree and and he calls Jesus' attention. Master, the tree you cursed. Notice, Jesus did not say to the tree, I curse you. But Peter translated what Jesus said to be a curse. Because you know what? Do you know what? Whatever we say in faith in the name of Jesus can be blessing or cursing. This is very important. This is very important. It's important what we say in faith. The curse is the absence of the blessing. The curse is the absence of what? The blessing. The moment the blessing leaves, the curse comes. Just like darkness is the absence of what? Just like uh, cold is the absence of what? Of heat. The curse is the absence of blessing. For those of you who think you are cursed, though you are a believer, I've got good news for you. You've been lied to. Okay, you get that next week. For those of you who think you are cursed, though you are a believer in Jesus, you were lied to. Do you know the life we have today? Do you know it's divine life? It's divine life. The Bible says as he is, so are we in this world. How can I be like Jesus and be cursed? Please, talk to me. Something must be wrong with your doctrine. To believe that there is a curse upon your life when Jesus is in you. It's either you're blessed or you're cursed. But I'm blessed. I don't know about you. I said, I don't know about you. Praise God. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. (laughs) I like that. Have faith in who? You know, some people's faith is in themselves. Some people's faith is in something else. No, it doesn't say have faith in yourself. It says have faith in God. or oh, have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, But believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Whoever says. Not whoever thinks. Some of you think too much. Stop thinking. Start speaking. Tell your neighbor, stop thinking. Start speaking. Yeah, You didn't say it. That's the problem. When pastor says, say, say, say. get Be involved. Get involved. Say, stop thinking. Start saying. Uh-huh. I'm watching. I'm watching. Stop thinking. Start saying. Yeah. You think too much. Start speaking to the issues. Praise God. Speak to them in faith. For if you shall say to this mountain, be moved, be cast into the sea, and you do not doubt in your heart, but you believe, those things which you said shall come to pass, you will have whatsoever you say. Come on, shout amen. amen. It's time to speak. What am I talking to you about today? Kingdom dominion. Kingdom Dominion in Christ we dominate Troubles circumstances problems do not dominate us We dominate Praise God You know how you dominate life's issues in faith as you speak In faith as you speak I say it again, in faith as you speak. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Where Jesus said, have faith in God, in actual fact, in, in the original it says, have the faith of God. Have the faith of who? Have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. For whosoever shall say. Because the faith of God is a is speaking faith. Come on now, shout, Amen. The faith of God is speaking faith. Have you noticed when people would come to Jesus and they will tell him they want him healed, they want them healed, and they want their child raised back to life and all of that? You notice what Jesus would do? He'll speak to them. Be it done to you, according to your faith. Do you believe I can do it? Yes. Be it done to you. The moment he releases the word. Something happens. Come on now, shout amen. Amen. It's time to speak over yourself. But don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you speak positively. No, what I'm talking about is the kingdom dominion. The moment Jesus came into your life, he gave you the dominion that he walked in. You are a carrier of Christ's dominion. The kingdom of God is not at hand. The kingdom of God is here. We carry the dominion of heaven. When we speak in faith, in Jesus' name, heaven sanctions it. Praise God. Don't welcome the nonsense of the enemy. Don't welcome the lies of the devil. Expose them. Tell them, this is not your place. This body is not your body. This mind is not your mind. I have the mind of Christ. This body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You can't mess my body up. You can't mess my mind up. I have a future in Christ. I know the thoughts he has for me. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give me a future and a hope. And some of you are here today. The devil has been trying to steal your hope. Don't ever let the devil steal your hope. Don't be quiet. You fight for that hope. You fight for that hope. You fight for that hope. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. You don't want the enemy to ruin your hope. You must fight for your hope. Come on now, say amen. Amen. The enemy is attacking your confidence in Christ. All the things they preach in church, where is it in your life? Show me, the, show me the result. You tell the devil, you back off. I have results to show. I used to be this, but I'm no more that. Amen. Come on now, I've got results to show. Where I used to be, that's not where I am today. Come on now, say amen. amen. Oh, look at you, where have you achieved? What have you done? Tell the devil to shut up. If the devil ever tells you your future, you tell him his future too. Look at you, you've got no future. Tell the devil, I have future in Christ. My my times are in his hands. I know the thoughts he has for me. They are good thoughts, not bad thoughts. But Mr. Devil, come, let me talk to you. Mr. Devil, you know, when this is all said and done, you will be in hellfire. show, Show him his future, and he will not bother you anymore. No, you're quiet you're thinking and while you think the enemy keeps bombarding your mind with all the negativity when am I gonna marry time is flying (laughs) when am I gonna have my house time is flying when I am I gonna make that million time is flying no, no, time is not flying. And for those that are asking, when am I gonna marry? Go just go and marry. <laughs> what are you waiting for then? You know, sometimes they, no, no, sometimes people tend to put the blame on God, like God is at fault. Like God's telling God saying no, don't marry. He already said go and marry. When? When am I gonna do this? Just do it. Some guys are looking at me, Pastor. Why? Why do you say marry now? Don't you know we have to? We have to make some money first. <laughs> keep making. Keep trying to make money. And, uh, but don't complain. Time is running. Time is running. When, Lord, when? How, Lord, how? Praise God. Is this helping anybody? Praise the Lord. Say it with me. I have have kingdom dominion dominion in Christ. Christ. If you believe, it, shout amen. Thank you, Jesus.